This is the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast with your hosts, Scott Walker and Kat Healy, episode 189. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Walker, author of Urban and Cozy Fantasy Books with Magic and Mischief. And joining me today is guest co-host and fellow author, Kat Healy. This is Kat's second time in the co-host chair. Thrilled to have her here. Thanks for joining me, Kat. Always great chatting with you and your stuffed cat, Salty Olive. What writerly shenanigans have the two of you been up to lately? It's so funny, like with your stuffed cat, Salty Olive, it's like I have to have this emotional support pet when I write. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I do. Um, Well, I've I've just been writing like a mad woman on book three in my do-averse series. Um, It's called Broken Stars. And apparently my brain hates deadlines and is keeping the story on lockdown. But uh, that little salty olive mascot isn't accepting any excuses. So I wrote maybe like 13K in that book last week. And I'm hoping to do the same this week, you know, plugging through. And uh, what are you working on? Oh, my gosh. What am I not working on? Um, So (laughs) I, I was kind of reviewing my notes before we jumped on this. You know, in in May, I published the last book in my little yokai Japanese urban fantasy series. I'm really thrilled about that. Um, I've got a boxed set for books one through three that went up a couple of months ago. There'll be a sale for that coming up literally later this week in a couple of days. Uh, Spells and Sourdough, which is book number two in my cozy urban fantasy series, that just went up for pre-order about a week or two ago. So that's available if you liked Dwarves and Daisies. Hey, Spells and Sourdough is waiting to take your money. Go grab it now. Uh, That's the new series I'm working on. I'm also still working on this little secret shared world project. Had some calls with my attorneys last week and actually this morning, just a couple hours ago. And that is progressing well, very, very well. Hoping to be able to share uh, share something about that in the next maybe two or three months, um, but yeah, it's it's all been really good. Very busy, a lot of travel this summer. I'm looking forward to hunkering down in August and actually getting a lot more writing done. Wow, that sounds awesome! You've been so busy, and uh, well, how about we introduce today's guest, another author who's got a lot on his writing plate, Jamie Dad Joke Extraordinaire Davis. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. When he's not writing, he's posting dad jokes online. Uh, (laughs) Regular listeners will definitely know Jamie and I have been co-hosting this podcast since January of 2023. And it's always fun to turn the tables on him once in a while. For all the new listeners out there, Jamie Davis is a nurse, retired paramedic and author. He loves everything fantasy and sci-fi, and especially the places where stories intersect with his love of medicine or gaming. Jamie lives in a home in the woods in Maryland with his wife, three children, and three dogs. He's an avid gamer, preferring historical and fantasy miniature gaming as well as tabletop games. He writes lit RPG and game lit, urban and contemporary paranormal fantasy stories, and sci-fi space westerns, among other things. His future race game rules were written to satisfy a desire to play a version of the pod races from Star Wars Episode One. Jamie loves hearing from fans online and going to conventions and events where he meets up with fans. So if you see him, make sure you say hi. All right, Kat, let's not keep him waiting any longer. Jamie, welcome. I would say welcome to the podcast as if you're a stranger, but you're incredibly at home here. So welcome. Great to have you here. 
thank you so much. Um, thank And thank you, Kat, for stepping in and filling my shoes as the uh, co-host so I could be the guest this week. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. So real quick, uh, you've got a ton of books out and the number of genres, uh, this, the boxes you're checking just continues to grow, Jamie. How, how do you typically describe your increasingly diverse stories to new readers? You know, I, I really have a brand and that is character driven, fun, fantasy and sci-fi reads. You know, if you like characters that have a good time and happy endings and everything works out in the end, then you're going to probably like my fantasy and sci-fi books. Uh, that tracks based on what I've read. That tracks. Awesome. And Jamie, you know, in the past year, you've added the um, science fiction genre to your growing list of books. But I'm curious as to why you keep returning to the urban fantasy genre. You know, it, it's it's the first genre I wrote. And I really have an affinity for it. Um, as an author, I think it, it's... I don't want to say easier to write, but it's more comfortable in many ways to write urban fantasy as opposed to epic fantasy because you're dealing with a known quantity. You're dealing with the modern world that everybody already understands. I don't have to describe how a cell phone works. I don't have to describe how you accelerate a car. People understand that mechanic. And um, so it, it frees me up to really explore the magic and the characters and the fun. So I think that's probably why urban fantasy appeals to me the most. And um, it, it also, you know, I like the idea of magic in our modern world. I like the idea that there's something going on in the background that some of us just don't quite see. I totally feel that. I spent, uh, I don't know how many years trying to write epic fantasy and uh, the number of First drafts that were written and never looked at, the number of abandoned novels on my hard drive, I've lost count of. And it really wasn't until I tried uh, Urban Fantasy. I just came up with an idea. I'm like, gosh, you know what? So much easier, less world building, just jump right into the story and the characters. That was really what helped me publish my first novel. It wasn't until I switched genres to Urban Fantasy that all of a sudden everything kind of just clicked and worked and everything was a whole lot easier. So I totally get that. And uh, we, you know, you and I, we've been talking about this series for a while, Jamie. I've had the pleasure of reading the first book in your brand new series, Uncle Chip Saves the Fae. I also know that you're doing something special for the launch with this. You're going to be using Kickstarter as an exclusive launch platform. Can you just give us a quick preview of what we can expect from this new series in general? What, what can readers kind of look forward to? You know, I, I for those of us of a certain age, I can describe it as Uncle Buck and Mr. Mom meet Supernatural and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now, if that answers the <laughs> questions for you, then you probably are of a similar age. And I won't say how old that is because I don't want to call anyone out. But uh, honestly, it's it's just exploring a misfit in, in an unusual situation, you know, and it, it, uncle chip is this wall street banker who's living the high life. And as a single guy in New York and, you know, he has supermodel girlfriends and a fast car and, and just the lifestyle that anyone would wish for until he becomes the guardian of two magical children. And then he discovers that there's this whole world he knew nothing about. And that's basically what this story is about. And um, I'm excited to bring it to people finally. Uh, I was a Mr. Mom for 18 years with my kids. I helped raise uh, our three children. And um, so I really feel like this was the story I was destined to write. That sounds like so much fun. And it sounds like you have a lot of, you know, experience to draw inspiration uh, for this book and this series. 
And, you know, was it something that you were brainstorming on for a while or did it just blossom more or less fully developed? You know, honestly, I saw a commercial. This is the story. You know, it's funny where stories come from, right? You know, I saw an advertisement for a diapers and it had this like hipster dad, you know, walking along, you know, giving people the finger guns and, you know, the whole nine yards with his kids by his side. And it was talking about how great his diapers are, you know, and and I'm (laughs) like, you know what? What if that what if that dad was, you know, like entering the magical world in, in unexpected ways and had to be, you know, and, and then the whole rest of the story just blossomed from that one, you know, 30 second contact with something unusual that kind of opened an up key in my brain somehow. That happens. I mean, and that that I mean, writers dream of those kinds of uh, lightning strike moments when it just kind of almost happens either very fast or it shows up fully developed in your head. Um, I have not had that happen yet. I'm looking forward to experiencing that. If you got any tips, let me know, Jamie. You know, I, 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 people ask me if I'm ever going to run out of stories. And honestly, I see stories everywhere around me in the world. I see, you know, I see a line of ants marching down the sidewalk and I start wondering about, are they on a crusade? Are they searching for food? You know, I start building the story out from this very simple observation. So I, I think it's just being open to opportunities to find stories around you. Awesome. Well, I look forward to your Ant Crusade novel, but for now, let's, <laughs> let's focus on... Challenge accepted. <laughs> let's focus on Uncle Chip Saves the Face. So um, you've done Kickstarter campaigns before. This is not your first Kickstarter go-around. Um, so I'm curious, number one, why? Clearly you had a, a positive experience before, so you're doing it again. Why, why does it make sense for you as an author? Why does it make sense for readers and, you know, why Kickstarter versus some other type of, of platform? Because that's not the only game in town for sure. You know, first of all, Kickstarter is an, is a known quantity and a known brand. Um, you're going to meet if you don't reach your goal, you don't you don't have to spend anything on it. So, you know, the people know I think there's a little more surety that they're going to get what they asked for in a Kickstarter because of their background and their track record. Um, that's part of it. Um, the other side of it is, you know, if you're a reader and. Kickstarter doesn't interest you. That's okay. This, these books will eventually come out on Amazon and other platforms and other places um, so that you can get the books and the audiobooks and, and whatever you want, um, but not for a while. And so if you want early access, if you want extra stuff like extra short stories and um, little side notes, um, the, the story notes that I wrote when I first brought this story together, along with some commentary. Uh, you know, if you want a little look behind the scenes, you can get all of that from the Kickstarter campaign along with the books themselves. And, and the books, I should say, are mostly written. I'm actually finishing up in the process of finishing up book three now, and then it'll go to the editor. So the books are done and the audiobook for book one is done. So we will, you know, these things are, uh, book two is going to go into production in August. So all of these things are happening and you will get the books you ordered um, and the rewards you asked for in the Kickstarter. That's, that's, you know, something I commit to by doing a Kickstarter. But I also want to give you extra stuff you're not going to get if you ordered a book on Amazon. Stuff you're not going to be able to get anywhere else but in the Kickstarter campaign. And you're going to get it months ahead of when anybody else will be able to read these books. 
Awesome. Well, holy moly. If that's not incentive to go join <laughs> it, I don't know what is. Cause like, I like freebie stuff. I like extra tidbits. I like being in the know on the ground floor. And I, you know, I'm glad that, uh, you know, even though if you can't support the Kickstarter campaign as a reader, like you, you can still get a whole bunch of stuff. You just have to wait a little longer. It's okay. That's, that's basically I'm, what it is. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm going to turn these books around and put them out eventually. Um, but I wanted to give my loyal, most loyal readers the opportunity to come in and get some extra stuff. And Kickstarter offers me an opportunity to fulfill that for them um, at, at whatever level they choose. If they want a signed paperback, you can't get a signed paperback from Amazon, but you can get a signed paperback from the Kickstarter campaign. So those kind of things are available um, along with other stuff. I, I am seeing so many Kickstarter campaigns from authors. I'm beginning to feel like the, the kid has left, been left out of the cool club because um, I haven't done one yet. Uh, and I'm seeing things like the rewards you're talking about, which would be difficult to do on an ongoing basis or difficult to do outside of the typical platforms like Kobo, Barnes and Noble, Google, iBooks, Amazon, et cetera. So I, I'm, I'm getting closer to maybe doing a campaign. I, again, like a number of authors who are announcing campaigns, I feel like I'm getting an email notification every other day. Um, that all makes sense. That totally makes sense. And for this particular project, um, again, I've read book once. I agree. It's super on brand for you, Jamie. It's a fun, funny, fast read. It's also entertaining. It has a, a happy ending. Um, but every book and every series is unique in its own way. I'm curious, what's different about this series compared to your others? And what was writing it like? And how was writing it different from your other series? If it was at all, maybe it wasn't. So this series is set in the same universe as my Extreme Medical Services series. So if you've read my book about supernatural paramedics, um, you'll recognize some of the terminology. There might even be some cameo appearances from some characters uh, that happen from time to time in, in the Uncle Chip books. Um, I, it's funny. Um, I, had, uh, I gave the advanced copy of book one to a few of my beta readers and one of them picked up on who the cameo appearance is immediately from um, uncle chip's last name. And, and I just like, was like, well, that was a deep cut and I didn't think they were going to get that, but I am, I should give my readers more credit. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's different in a couple of ways from that series. Um, it's more like the duo series and then I write it and split um, point of view. So it's it flips back and forth between Uncle Chip and Aunt Rose. Aunt Rose is a fey warrior princess who is the aunt of the two children from the other side of the family. And she wants to be guardian of the children. So there's this instant you know, instant antagonism between the two where they, they want the best for the children, but they also want to be in charge. And so they have to deal with that and, and deal with that conflict right away. Um, at the same time, they have to protect the children from magical menaces and things that might be happening that are, that are challenging to them. Um, but it's that back and forth first person point of view that is a little bit different from my Extreme Medical Services series. If you've read Split Infinity, which is my entry into the duo universe, you'll be more familiar with this kind of um, point of view. I wrote the same exact way for Rat and Genie as I wrote for Chip and Rose. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say like that it's very similar. I was going to make sure we, we explain to readers not familiar with the, the duo acronym, what that is. Kat and I have also written novels in the Delta Underground Operative Shared World. We've had a ton of fun. 
Um, I think Kat, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but you've got a book coming up uh, in your duo series. Your number three is coming up, right? Yeah, don't make me panic. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later, no problem. So uh, for Uncle Chip Says the Faith, this um, idea that you're branching off, Jamie, from your EMS series, uh, it's, it's, I guess, technically it's a shared world. It's one author, but it's a shared world. Um, is that something that you had thought about ever doing or did this kind of come along at the same time as the inspiration for the series? You know, I've toyed with it with other series that I've written in urban fantasy, but really didn't feel like they were the right mix to share the world um, with my paramedic series um, for various reasons. Um, But this one just felt right. Um, it's, it takes place in Maryland, which is where the paramedic series takes place in. Um, the paramedic series takes place in the county where I currently live, and the Uncle Chip series takes place in the county where I grew up in Maryland. So um, they're, they're about an hour and a half apart from each other, um, but, and very different in, in many ways from each other. So it's, it's one's, you know, the, the paramedic series is very much urban fantasy in an urban environment. Um, the Uncle Chip series is more suburban, if you'll give it give it that. You know, it's a it's not a small town, but it's not a big city in any stretch of the imagination, and it's surrounded by farmland and and com- bed, bedroom communities for Baltimore and Washington, and uh, so it's it's a different kind of feel um, in some ways. Very cool. I'm going to continue asking a couple of questions, uh, and I'm going to put cat on pause here. Um, cause I just really want to dive down in this a little bit more. So was there something about this particular series that sets it apart from the EMS world, um, in terms of magical mechanics, are readers going to see a different dimension to the existing EMS world? The, the we magic talk about is, it being suburban versus urban, yeah. but I'm curious what else is, what's going to separate it? Everything else is, is, you know, the thing, the big thing that separates it is not, a, it's not about ma- magical medicine, you know, applications. Um, so, you know, when you're a paramedic treating supernatural creatures there, you have to deal with their magic and along with their health issues. Um, so that's, you know, that's going to be different. There's not a magical under, a medical undertone to the uncle chip series, like there is in the EMS series. However, the magic works the same. The characters work the same. The, the mythical creatures call themselves unusuals in the same way that they do in, in the paramedic series. Um, so they're all living in a, in a secret, secretly living their lives alongside their human neighbors who are completely oblivious to the fact that, you know, Chip is the human uncle to two half fay children who are, as they grow up, experiencing a burgeoning magical abilities that they have to keep hidden from the neighbor kids. Right. So there's all kinds of challenges that come up with that. You know, if you, you accidentally look wrong at the grocery clerk and turn her into a mermaid, well then, you know, that somebody might notice that. (laughs) Yeah. Kids can do that. Kids have a way of, of of pulling the rug out from under parents feet all the time. All right, Kat, I, I've dominated the questions. I'm going to let you uh, squeeze one in here. Oh, no, you're fine. I mean, you guys have a great rapport going. I'm just like in my seat, just enjoying listening to all the answers and holding my cat, you know. Um, I was thinking, uh, you know, because you have this wonderful crossover between both worlds. Um, if And I know you mentioned that you had some little cameos, little Easter eggs in there. And, uh, you know, is there anything you'd like to tell your existing fans about the new series to kind of, 
entice them to come over and try Kickstarter and your new world? Um, well, I just really think that it, there's there's a lot of the feel of, you know, the characters um, have similar real-life problems. And that's that's kind of, you know, real-life problems in a magical world um, is, is, what I, is what I write about a lot when I write urban fantasy. And this is no different than that. Um, you know, we've all, if you're a parent, you've had your kid embarrass you in public doing something. Um, so why not explore that and do a little bit more? you know, in finding out what that means for a magical parent. Right. Um, as far as the, the readers of my existing books, um, I don't want to give away too much about the cameo and the, the initial cameo they'll experience, but I, I think everyone, it's everyone's favorite second character in the series. And I think everybody will probably figure out who that is pretty quickly. If you've read my extreme medical services books, it's the character everybody wants more of. So I figured, well, why not bring him into this? So uh, nice. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and folks can uh, see how this person appears in the story. Give the readers what they want. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, can you, I know you're, we're recording this, I should say, Monday, July 10th, your Kickstarter for Uncle Chip Saves the Fay launches tomorrow, Tuesday the 11th. Can you give uh, a, give us a, a teaser, a little bit of a preview about what kind of stretch goals and rewards supporters of the campaign can expect to get? There, there's a couple of things. I've um, I've hired a graphic artist to do some custom artwork for the campaign. So that'll be my initial stretch goals. We'll be dealing with that. I'd like to do some more ornate chapter um, artwork, which I don't usually do in my books, but I thought it would be fun to do chapter headers for um, because the chapters flip back and forth between Chip and Rose. I thought it would be fun to have each of them have their own specific graphic that represents them. And so I'm getting that done. Um, and so that'll be a stretch goal that if we, if we get that, I can afford to pay for that. Um, if we hit that first stretch goal of $2,500, then I'll be able to afford to throw enough money to, to hire, to pay for those graphics and put them in the book. And, um, and, and there's some other things like that. There's, um, a, a scene that I had her do full color and she's working on that, um, from the books, um, that I thought would be fun to represent and, and have some custom artwork and it'll be big enough to be a desktop background if you want it for your computer or if you want to you know, print it out or, or uh, you know, just have it as digital artwork, you can. Um, it, so I, I really try to do a lot of different things like that. As far as some of the other rewards, um, you can get, I, I will have postcards of book one's cover that I can mail to you and I'll sign it and personalize it. So there's, st there's stuff like that. So if you, you want to get something like that, that's there again, um, for the, the lowest tier is $2 and you get my notes on what, um, what I, why I wrote the series and what it means to me and some of the, the thing, the underneath behind the scenes stuff, um, commentary wise that I have to go along with the series. Um, and you get that, um, but that tier is also a way that you can do a customized tier because everything is available as add-ons. So you may want that alone plus one other thing, and you don't want to get the tier that's got everything else associated with it. You just wanted that one other thing. If you pay the $2 tier, you can order anything else that's in, in the Kickstarter as a a la carte standalone in the add-ons section. That's something that Kickstarter lets you do, which is kind of cool. So you 
click on the tier and then you go to the next step and it'll say these are the add-ons and you can pick any of the add-ons you want. Um, if you if you pick a lot of add-ons, you'll probably do better getting the tier with everything bundled together. But, you know, I give people the option to kind of create a custom a la carte experience that way. And that's that's a trend that I've been seeing in Kickstarter as well. It's 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 unbundling that and getting away from that cable subscription model where you have to have all these packages and allowing su- subscribers, supporters to basically support authors in the way that's best for them, as opposed to the author saying, you've got six different ways and these are the only ways you can support me. Love the fact that you're being flexible and giving your readers options like that. And I want to say that it is about supporting me. You know, I mean, Kickstarter is a support platform for creatives and it's your way of helping me um, fund the next, the next books, these books and the next books I write. And, um, you know, obviously I said, I've already written most of these books and book three is almost finished and I've got the covers done already. Um, so I've advanced and invested in this series already. So this is really helping me offset the cost of this series and making it easier for me to move on and write the next books and invest in the next set of book covers and things. So, um, Kickstarter is really an opportunity for, uh, readers and people who enjoy any books or any kind of creative material to invest in the creativity of the people putting on the Kickstarters and and show their support by giving them um, their money and in return getting some things in, in return back for it, but giving us giving me a way to continue funding being an independent author. Totally, totally. Um, on a completely different note, um, I noticed that uh, you, well, for, for people who don't know, don't follow you on social media, you've been hitting a local cafe to get your writing done. And, and I have to say, whether it's uh, bagels or donuts, bagel sandwiches or donuts, I love seeing your morning check-in postings on Facebook. Uh, I think that's awesome. That is something I'm desperate to try to do. I got to find a little cafe, I think, to help me get going on my word count. Um, so, Anything else to share, Jamie, real quick before we wrap things up and head into our no wrong answers section? Um, Just I hope to see everybody uh, go over and take a look at the Kickstarter campaign when it's ready. Um, If you if you go there before it launches at 8 a.m. on the 11th, um, 8 a.m. Eastern time, um, you'll see a placeholder page where you can click to save it and then you'll get notified when it goes live. But if you go over when it's live, you're going to be able to see everything. And I've got a whole page there full of all the descriptions of the characters, the setting, um, the different tiers and things that are available, um, how the cost structure is set up, how I kind of figured out my budget. Everything is right there. I'm an open book. I want you to be able to see what's going on. And if you don't see what you want, what you're looking for, you can ask me a question in the comments and I will give you an answer. This is this is 100 percent above board. And I want people to be able to, to ask me questions and get answers to uh, what they want to know about my creative process. Very cool. And I think it's important to remind people that, hey, it, just wait six months. You don't want to do Kickstarter. You do not have to do nope. Kickstarter to enjoy this series. This will come out in uh, early uh, 2024. So if you want to wait until January, February of next year, you can. And that'll be great. The books will come out. I promise. Like I said, they're already done. So I'll be putting the pre-orders up probably in the fall for that um, and let folks know how to get them. 
And um, do you know if it's going to be in Kindle Unlimited as well? It will be in Kindle Unlimited. I will have it available for a couple of weeks directly from my website for those that want to get it direct from me um, and use the Book Funnel app to read, which is a great app to, for e-readers and, and for audiobooks. Um, but if they, if they were prefer to use their Kindle, um, then it'll be available in Kindle unlimited for those that are KU subscribers. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, let's, let's do it. Clock on the wall says it's now time for the no wrong answers. Rapid fire five question round. Are we ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All set. (laughs) Question number one, what is your best record for a daily word count total? 11,500 and change. In one day. And I was, I was fried by the time I was done, but it was good. It was a good writing session. It was a Saturday. I did a 10 K Saturday and that's what I hit. Swankies. All right. Awesome. Cat. All right. Favorite Saturday morning cartoon. Go. Scooby-Doo. Love it. Good call. What's the one pizza topping that should be outlawed? Anything but pepperoni and cheese. I mean, I, I'm I'm a pretty basic guy when it comes to pizza. I, I I prefer cheese pizza. I'll eat pepperoni pizza, but if you put anything else on there, we're gonna have to have a conversation. Put anchovies on it. He's gonna flip the whole dang table. <laughs> the table flipping will occur. <laughs> All right. What's the last meme image you posted online? Oh my goodness, what did I post? I think it was a dad joke, actually. Um, it was a, um, I think uh, it was a Star Trek based dad joke. And uh, Picard asked Riker, uh, said, I think you have a problem with marriage. And, and Riker said, I can't say I do. And, right, and Picard said, yes, that's part of it. Um, yep. So I think that's the, that's the joke I posted. I read that one this morning. <laughs> All right, last question. I'm going to date myself here. Beavis or Butthead? Oh, dude. <laughs> uh, you know, I never watched that cartoon, but if I had to pick it, I got to go Butthead because, you know, I've used that word. I, I mean, I, I had a teenage son once, so Butthead crossed my lips many a time. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, no wrong answers, so that counts, no problem. Um, all right. It's been fantastic chatting with Jamie and Kat today. I've had a blast. Kat, thanks so much for joining me. Jamie, Best of luck on your Kickstarter. I know you're going to blow past all of your stretch goals. Um, remind everybody, when does the campaign launch and where can they find you? Um, and more information about you and your books, Jenny. So um, the campaign begins on July 11th. That's a Tuesday morning. Uh, you probably either soon after you get this or while you're listening to this, it'll be live at 8 a.m. that morning, Eastern time. It runs for three weeks. So it ends on August the 1st at um, in the evening at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So you've got plenty of time to get in there and do it. But I advise you to get in early. There's some early stretch. There's some early um early bird perks and things that you can get for being in the first couple of days. So you'll want to get in there. And the way to do that is to go to jamiedavisbooks.com slash Kickstarter. And that'll take you right to the page. Awesome. Love it. Thanks you all. Appreciate it. Oh man. So, so fun chatting with Jamie, learning about this new series, this new Kickstarter campaign. Uh, Again, the Kickstarter starts July 11th, but if you're hearing this before then, I encourage you to go to the page, sign up now so you'll be immediately notified automatically by Kickstarter when it goes live. 
as Jamie mentioned, there's going to be some early available rewards that will close out pretty quickly. So you want to make sure you're watching this campaign from beginning to end. All right, Kat, why don't we wrap things up? Tell us how readers can get a hold of you. And, and if you've got any updates, maybe some new books on the horizon, please share. <laughs> All right. You can follow me on Amazon and Goodreads, of course, as well as my Facebook author page. It's Kat Healy. I think there are a few out there, but I'm the one with the little stuffed cat named Olive on my profile picture. And I'm pretty active in my Facebook reader group, Cat Healy's Magical Book Cafe. And it doesn't have dad jokes featured in Jamie's group, but I have cookies and baking memes and olives. So I feel like you should come visit, you know? You also, and, you uh, also have what's in my pantry. Yes, videos. that's on my, my normal page. Yeah, I do these silly cooking shows um, for therapy, I guess. And <laughs> I post them online. They're therapeutic for the people who watch them. I can tell you that too, because they are funny, but it's also, it's, you know, it's like, it, who doesn't like to watch food video? It's crazy how satisfying it is. I know. I never realized it. And then I was looking at my feed one day and I'm like, gosh, it's all kitten videos and food videos. Like <laughs> that's the story of my downtime, apparently. <laughs> but uh, I guess there are worse things, you know, um, <laughs> works for well, us. I, I know you've got a book coming out. I think you're wrapping up your duo trilogy. Is that right? I'm actually doing four books because <gasps> I'm, I'm a psycho, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. So book three, um, I would say I'm over halfway done. Like I feel, I hope, because if I'm not, my editor is going to yell at me because uh, last, last time I published, I was sending her chunks at a time for her to do because it just wasn't ready. And it was just a nightmare for myself. And I was like, okay, apparently I don't like deadlines. <laughs> like this is a learning curve. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just desperately trying to get it out of my brain. I sent like the first 40K to a few beta volunteers that I had. Um, they seem really excited about it. So I hope, I'm like, I was like, don't even bother with the spelling and the punctuation. Like, just tell me if the story sucks. Like, that's all I need to know. Like, don't worry about the... The little mechanics, the technical stuff, just, is it entertaining? Is it believable? You know, that's all I need. Um, and, you know, maybe if they come back with like, yay, I can't wait for more. I'll be like, yes, you will have more now, you know, and just like write like a crazy person and do those 11,000 days that Jamie said he did. I only did one of those. It was Christmas Eve and I was like dead on Christmas. I was like, all I want to do is sleep and like eat cookies. And that was it. Um, I said, Merry Christmas to the family. And I was like, I'll be on the couch. <laughs> I think yeah, anyway, long story short. Yeah. Book three is in the pipeline. It's supposed to go live on September 1st. Um, is, it, is it up for pre-order right now? Yes. Awesome. And what's the title? Broken Stars. Awesome. Awesome. I, I'm, I'm guessing it's on the Delta Underground Operatives series page on Amazon. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Anything else before we wrap things up? Uh, well, it would be rude for you to ask me about what I'm up to and not turn it around and say, hey, Scott, what you up to? How can readers get a hold of you? Fine, fine. Okay, I'm pretty easy to find online. <laughs> My website is scottiswriting.com and I am Scott is writing on all the major social media platforms. Uh, thanks so much for joining me again today, Kat. Had an absolute blast. Give Salty all of my best. And I do expect to see the two of you at the 20 Books Vegas convention in November this year. Oh, I will be there. And awesome. with Olive. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Sounds great. Until next time, everybody, keep reading and stay tuned for our next episode. <laughs>